0: Everybody. welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley and I'm Renee, and this is season four, episode three—the one with the cuffs. The one with the cuffs, cufflinks. Cuff no, yeah,
1: we okay. were. I think we were talking about this last time. This is one of the ones that I always get confused based on. Yeah, the title. like, wait, what actually is going yeah. on here? I like it could be something to do with the cop, but I always think it's the one where they find the cuffs in Rachel's old room. And they turn out to be Monica's oh, grandmas. Right. I forgot about what else happens in that episode. I don't know. That's I all I we'll remember. Find out. I feel it like is it's coming like, up soon. Yeah, that's like, it's not the biggest thing that happens in that episode, but it's just funny because you find out that And it kind grandma. of goes throughout, right? Yeah. 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 They kind of weave it through.
0: Um. Well, unfortunately, it's not. It's bringing annoying ass Joanna back into our lives. <laughs> I don't like her.
1: Why? Why not, Ashley? Why not?
0: Tell no, me why. No, I'm sad. Hmm. No is answers. She looks so, so much like Murphy Brown.
1: No sign of the times.
0: Yeah, which is fine. I'm her not, style like okay, is Murphy Brown.
1: I don't think she looks like Murphy s- Brown.
0: S- her style is Murphy Brown. Her hair style is a little bit, but I guess it's just that brushed back, like yeah, back combed. Back combed and um, what's the word blow dried backwards, mm-hmm. but um, no, I mean she's she's pretty. Don't get me wrong. Like I, there's nothing. I just I yeah I just find her mannerisms annoying. Um, but if you'll remember, the last episode is when Joey got them robbed. <laughs> um, so they don't have yes. any furniture. Uh, they're oh, I just love sitting the in opening. And they're empty apartment aside from a canoe and joey rushes in with like hey mr trigger said we could have this stuff from the basement (laughs) and it's like you mean we can have all this rusty crap for free it's so funny which honestly i kind of i well i do feel like there's a few like you know when you're um a uni student you know a, a college student and you're like anything free yes fine like couch on the side of the road we will take it or, like, if you, you know, move into a new house or something, you just, like, don't have anything, you're, like, anything will do. Any two chairs to sit on will do.
1: Totally. And I agree. Like, it is better than nothing um, for now. They don't have to keep it forever. But it is funny how excited Joey is. Yeah. <laughs> he said he could have all this rusty crap. Or he's like, Yeah. <laughs>
0: I love it. He's like, and there's also some bubble wrap and some of it's not even popped. <laughs> like, so bless him popped yet. Hmm. Um, so that's the cute little opening. Um, and then yeah. the first main thing that happens is, um, well, let's actually talk about Joey. Cause it's kind of a little, it's funny, but it's not, we can get it out of the way quite quickly. Um, do you recognize the guy that barges into their apartment selling encyclopedias?
1: Well, it's either pen or teller, but I, I couldn't tell you which.
0: That's fair. I couldn't either until I googled it. It's Pen. <laughs> okay. It's pen from and Pen and teller, so I feel like we were just on the cusp of like being old enough to know what that is. Mm-hmm. Were they a com- a comedic act?
1: Yeah, I think they were comedic slash magic. I might be making that up. But they had like a Vegas residency. Um, Right. mm -hmm.
0: So it was like that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Very, I don't know, of the times. Um, But they were quite popular. And so he does his cameo, barges right on in. Also, selling encyclopedias. I don't remember door-to-door encyclopedia salesmen. But I do remember those commercials for Encyclopedia Britannica. Do you remember those?
1: Remember which
0: ones? The commercials for Encyclopedia Britannica.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember the commercials very, very well. And it is they were funny on to think all the time. Like, oh, they were on all the time. I don't feel like the door-to-door salesman thing was as much of a thing in the 90s. I think it was more in the 80s. But then once like TV became even more prevalent, like everybody had a TV advertisements happened that way, you know. News spread faster. But um I do remember thinking it was like very fancy when somebody had a set of encyclopedias and at the time the argument was, well you'll use these forever. And now <laughs> well, you cannot well, even get a library to take your free encyclopedias. Really? Because, no, what are they going to use them for? Did you try? No, I didn't have any. (laughs) I don't have more than $50. I'm home in the middle of the day. What do you think I got, 500 bucks? (laughs) Um, No, but I just know that that was a big thing when, like, the internet was becoming, like, in everybody's home pretty much, that everybody was getting rid of their encyclopedias And, like, nobody wants them. Not to mention, they're all outdated. Like... Yeah, if you bought them in the true. '90s, it's the 2000s. They're already outdated, and not that that's a problem per se to be a little bit outdated. But like the internet exists, and these are 20 years old. You know, yeah, seems like, a little pointless
0: no. at that point. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I I, th- I remember that it was like you needed a dictionary. So like every house had a dictionary. Mm-hmm. Um, to look stuff up, and then we didn't have Encyclopedia Britannica, I don't think, because that was like the really fancy leather bound, like, yeah, like, you know, if you had those in your house, it was like, wow. But Status I do symbol. know that we hadn't, we had some type of encyclopedia because I remember doing a report as a little kid on um, a country or an animal, you know, one of those like you're in first grade research something and then write a one-page report about it or whatever yeah um and i remember doing that at the kitchen table with the encyclopedia
1: yeah that's like kids younger than us literally won't i don't think would know that life
0: no probably not Not but the encyclopedia britannica commercials were so funny because it was like it was basically like the it was like one dude okay so it's kind of like back when they used to have like the spokesman like the dell guy or the like apple guy or yeah. whatever um and he was like this like i guess he was attractive but he was like had like big glasses and a blonde mullet <laughs> <laughs> and he was supposed to be like the cool guy and it was like him like talking to the narrator so like breaking the fourth wall and it was like, okay, Brian, get your encyclopedias. And it was just really, like, sassy. So I think it was, like, trying to make them seem, like, cool. I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, it, it sounds cool just describing sounds it sounds really cool. Um, But, yeah, Penn, I guess, you know, the Vegas residency is up. So here he is selling some encyclopedias on the side. And, you know, he kind of barges right in. And he's a good salesman. And Joey's like – you know, he's like, do you ever feel like, Pen's like, do you ever, are your friends ever talking about stuff and, you know, you don't, you don't know what, um, what's, what they're talking about? Cue like a dream <laughs> sequence <laughs> montage of Joey, like all the times.
1: In every conversation, basically.
0: Yeah. It's so funny when he just like nods along and then is like, <laughs> tries to look for context clues.
1: Um.
0: Yeah, but he's like, no, no, come in, come in. So it's like sweet that Joey is interested and, you know, showing a willingness to learn. Like Um, he doesn't have anything else to
1: do, honestly.
0: He doesn't. I know he's sitting at home with his rusty crap and nothing to do. No TV, I think. That's probably, you're right, that's probably why he was willing to read a book. Um, And so um it just kind of is throughout the episode like it's not really a big scene but it's kind of throughout the episode like back and forth about how little Joey knows about stuff and they're making jokes and um Penn tries to sell him a set for like over a thousand bucks and he's like I'm home during the middle of the day I got patio furniture in my living room like right. know your audience buddy like honestly some that stuff you can't been... learn from book learning yeah <laughs>
1: that would have been the big tip off to me is like not just the being home during the day, like, yeah, some people have different schedules, blah, blah, blah. But the empty apartment like, with only rusty crap patio furniture should have been the big kicker. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, but then he's like, here's what I've got in my pockets chewing gum, an army figurine. And then he's like, oh, a 50. Which are 50s even still in circulation anymore? Yeah,
1: they are. Okay. I think you have to ask for them. I don't oh, think funny. they make new ones. But like they're not exist. making any more? I don't think so. I don't think they're as important now. Like I was I like, did remember. there used to be $500 bills or did I just think that because of Monopoly?
0: Oh, I was going to say there were, but I to be honest with were. you, if you pushed me, I wouldn't know.
1: Yeah, I think that there were. And like $2 bills, you know. But
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: They phase those things out as it becomes less important.
0: The so yeah, penny I better that, watch its back yeah.
1: i feel like i have seen a 50 in recent years and it was a really old one and i feel like, like that's with because, a small face yeah the small face and like oh, the wow. small numbers you know yeah um so i think it's because they don't make new ones which makes sense like 20s suffice yeah. you can get away with 20s and 10s and people yeah, carry around boatloads of cash for the most part
0: at least not our friends yeah um, it was really so funny when our friend
1: mm-hmm. oh sorry this is a, a cash conversation um, our friend Elizabeth and Jess came to Nashville last year and before Elizabeth left her husband was like oh I have some cash like do you want to take it for your trip and she was like okay great and so we go to this restaurant and um, we get dinner or maybe, oh, we went somewhere and we got a drink and we're about to split the bill and she's like well I have cash Um, and I was like okay great so she goes to put the cash in there. Oh, that's what it was and they wouldn't take a 50. Really dollar bill that she had. It was weird. And then we went that's- to get ice cream later Aww. that night and she tried to pay with cash and they were like, "Sorry, we're card only." <laughs> I was like, "Apparently your money's no good here here being everywhere in Nashville." <laughs> and I was like, "I know some places are cash only, but I haven't I mean, I don't pay with cash very often, so like I haven't been refused." Yeah. You know, because I haven't tried anywhere. It was just so funny. I was like, I can't believe you got basically said your money was no good here like multiple times in one night. I
0: think it's illegal for them to say we won't break a 50. There's an episode of 30 Rock about that where Tina Fey is trying to break a hundred at the like bodega and they're so mad at her and they're like, no, because it'll be like all their change. Uh, and I actually she's see like a
1: lot of signs that say like we will not take anything over a 20 because there's so much more likely
0: to be counterfeit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know if they're legally allowed to refuse it or not. I don't know. I don't have that kind of money. I think people but, do it. Um,
1: you don't have 50 You don't have $1 in $50? Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Chicago had the opposite. Well, it, I don't know. I haven't lived there in five years, so I don't know what they're doing these days. But um, there were a lot of cash-only places, which was yeah. such a pain in the butt. Yeah.
1: I can think of one cash-only place here. That's pretty much it, though. And during the tornado, we were paying cash everywhere because the the power was out. Yeah. Like there was one place we went to. We went to go help um, clear debris on a Saturday morning. And there's like a a little bakery um, close by to where the tornado hit. And I knew they were open and I wanted to like support local. So I was like, well, we can get coffee there and then go volunteer. And we were going to pick up like a bunch of pastries for everybody. And so we go in, and the line is, like, around the corner. And I was like, I know this place is popular, so, you know, it might just be a minute. But the reason it took so long is because they were using, like, um, cell the tower. Old school credit card? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, because the power, like, they were running off a generator, so they were relying off the cell phone signal to, to use the credit card machine. Oh. And every time somebody came in and they were on their phone, she had to be like, sorry, can you not be on your phone, like, you using the data is like sucking it all up, and then I can't get the credit card to go through. So you're going to be here like ten times longer. It took forever, but their biscuits are so good, it's worth it. Oh go to Sweet gosh. Sixteen Bakery, you guys. If Change you've the never Wi-Fi password. Well, oh, it wasn't Wi-Fi. It was just data. They weren't using oh. Wi-Fi. It was a cell phone signal. So like everyone oh, being on Instagram in line killing time was like of course if it's
0: a long way yeah
1: (laughs) right you know and I understand one girl like stormed out though was so rude I was like there are literally power lines down all around you in complete devastation you'd think that you could just not be on your phone for five minutes for like a minute and because
0: like you're getting coffee it's not like well and she said like if anybody
1: needs to use the phone like if you could just step outside you know I don't know. It was just it was But a I lot. just
0: mean like it's a luxury trip in the first place. This mm-hmm. like <laughs> so it's not like... Right. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Some people. Anyway. But uh, yeah, not us though. So to have
1: $50 um, cash seems pretty pretty fancy.
0: Pretty fancy, but you know, must be Chandler's pants, which is funny. <laughs> and speed. so um so he's so, you know, Penn sees a sale and is like for 50 bucks you can get one which is I'm not going to try to do quick math, but like <laughs> if they're each 50 bucks and there's 26 letters, that's what 52. So, $50 <laughs> for one is terrible price if you could spend $1200 on 26 of them. I thought it was like 2000. Was it $2000? I'm I can't remember. I thought it was 1200. Out. Oh. Either way, check my math. And <laughs> uh, yeah you not do that? Well fifty, 50 times, times. Twenty, 20. is well, ten thousand. I was gonna do five times twenty six. So like why? Oh I didn't do I did two <laughs> times twenty six. What is it? Fifty times twenty is two thousand. Is it? What are we trying to do? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I forgot Come on, the Ashley. Problem. You're a scientist. This is why I need like pen and paper to do ma- <laughs> anyway um, it's, it's $1,300 $1, $1. like what 5 times 26? 20, 26 times 50 is oh okay so I guess that adds up then so it's about you only save a little 50. bit I was thinking There's it was like $1, thirteen dollars yeah okay so you you save a hundred bucks but you basically get two books for free if you buy the right. whole lot right anyway Joey gets V that's the point <laughs> we
1: were trying to figure something out we were video chatting with someone the other night we were trying to figure something out and we're all just guessing and i was like guys this is what having a podcast is like you just guess and guess except for someone's recording and
0: then you put it out there forever and then to sound like an idiot officially forever you're dumb yeah yeah you guys you'd think that we'd like research properly the problem is we have we don't know you never know which details. Like you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about these details, so I'll be prepared with this information. But then, then the other one brings you're something like, up. What's 50 times 26? <laughs> and you're like, I'm not prepared. I, I my job's not math. Okay, I don't not get paid math. to do no. math. Mm-mm. So here we yeah. are. Um, anyway. but yeah, when I, I like when Joey's like, I think I'll stick with V. I want to see how this bad boy turns out. <laughs> I know, like it's a novel. <laughs> He's so cute. And so um he comes to the coffee shop later and he's like, "Oh, you just exploded like that Vesuvius, talk about igneous whatever and large and igneous like, gas
1: formation."
0: <laughs> and they're like, "Why are you talking about volcanoes?" And he's like, "Oh, we can talk about anything. Vivisection, the vast difference, the Vietnam War." And just Obviously, all these things will start with V, because that's all he's read all day. And they're like, oh, did you guys see that documentary about Korea? What a beautiful country. And once again, poor sweet Joey is he's like having back to where laugh started. along.
1: started. <laughs> so funny. Uh, somebody said, or I saw it written. I think I saw it written in a book. I did. Vivisection the other day. And I was like, I have literally never heard this word other than that episode of Friends. Mm-hmm. It's really funny that we're talking about that episode today.
0: Did, did you have contacts? Like, do you know what it means? Um, I think it meant like a crossroad, like a. I right? was thinking it had something to do with like when you're genetically splicing, um, atoms. Two different like, I, I was thinking like almost like flower breeds to mm. create like a new type of flower, but um. Oh my gosh! Look, yeah. I,
1: Practice of performing operations on live animals for the purpose of scientific research nice work so that's what i
0: said thank you i thought it meant <laughs> crossroads <laughs> it has the word section in it so yeah. i get where you would get that um it also has the word yeah, okay. "vive,"
1: which means life in like every life. other language
0: vive vive cross life so yeah. basically it's the movie crossroads by Britney spears yeah um okay <laughs> i don't know what the vast deference is but that sounds familiar I have no Do
1: idea. You? Nope, nothing. I like got nothing.
0: Okay, Schrodinger's cat. Don't know. Um, I know. I want to talk about Monica next. Okay. Monica has
1: cash. Judy is, and she's like to get rid of that last little sm- smidgen of self respect.
0: Yeah. So she agrees to cater, um, a party for her mom, um. And they're kind of like, why would you do this? And she's like, oh, I don't know. But she asked and I'm short on cash. So, you know, she's um, remind me, where's Monica working? She's not right. Because she was working for Pete and that ended. Yep. Which they don't really make too much out of that. No, they don't. They don't mention the fact that like, I don't even think they actually ever say, but she's like, she just stops, she stops dating Pete. And so I guess you can assume that. She's not working for him anymore. Right. Um and if you'll remember just before that she was working at that like roller skate diner and before mm-hmm. that she was already like down to her last 100 bucks. And so she's yeah, probably doesn't have like a lot of savings built up and she needs cash now. Yes. So she goes to her mom's house and I love that she has Phoebe as her little catering assistant. Mhm. And she's, you know, she asks her mom, like, why did you hire me to do this? And her mom is like, you know, the, the, you know, Richard always raved about the food, but you guys were sleeping together. So who Mm -hmm. knows? You know, he was biased or whatever, which is a bit of a dig, unnecessary. And then she's like, but then the food at that lesbian wedding was so good. And I figured you weren't sleeping with anyone there. So, so backhanded. Um, So backhanded.
1: But Monica takes it as a compliment because Judy's unable to give front-handed
0: compliments. Yeah, she'll take any little drips she can get, you know, of love and approval from her mom. So um, she's wearing these, like, blue press-on nails because she doesn't want her mom to give her a hard time about biting her actual nails. But she loses one in the quiche cups. Mm-hmm. Which, those press-on nails, typical, you know. Like- typical.
1: Oh, yeah. I've only done them a few times, and it was not the actual glue; it was like the sticker kind. Oh yeah, not a sticker, but yeah, kind of like
0: like adhe- they were like self adhesive ones. Yeah. yeah,
1: um, but yeah, they're good for like I wore I had to wear them once to be in a wedding. Um, well, I guess I didn't have to; I could have gotten a manicure, but a few of the other girls did it, and I was like, oh, it's actually pretty easy and pretty cheap. So they were great for that because all I had to do was stand there and look pretty. Um, right, but they would not like be very few good hours. for like preparing an entire meal.
0: Um, totally. So, but that's why I feel like it's bad. Cause it's like something, something that Monica wouldn't normally have done, but she did it to try to avoid criticism from her mom. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, when you like make a bad decision because y- you're like, I was trying to avoid having this problem in the first place. Right. So Anyway, um, and so she loses a nail and her mom is like, oh, that's all right. I have these like emergency lasagnas in the freezer. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she's like, yeah. And Judy's like, oh, you know, just in case you pulled a Monica. And Monica goes, you promised Dr. Weinberg you'd never use that phrase. And like, it just bugs me that her mom is so dismissive Mm-hmm. of her feelings like the entire time that we've seen leading up to this episode and in this episode her mom is constantly nitpicking at her but then is like lighten up relax why can't you take a joke and it's like yeah because you're not joking yeah you know like well it's, it's passive so-
1: aggressive too and at her expense 100 percent.
0: how does her mom not see that i don't know she's very self-involved I know that this is a fictional show but you guys know I watch Real Housewives and like one of the in one of the franchises like one of the girl's moms is really involved and like she's a former socialite and is like kind of trying to like get that title back Mm -hmm. because she sort of like disappeared from society and so now she's back whatever and her mom is the same way where she'll like she just makes little comments, like little like digs, passive aggressive digs at her. And then when the girl gets upset, she's like, what? Where? where's this coming from? Like, I'm on your side. I just want the best for you. Yeah. Honey, don't wear your hair like that. It looks terrible. You know, like yeah. that kind of stuff where I'm like, I'm like, she's she's a really, really not nice person. Mm-hmm. So I it's know what happens good. in real life. And I think I if know. we haven't said it yet, can we just take a minute to shout out our loving moms and say yeah. thank you yeah, for thanks, not mom. being passive-aggressive meanies? Yes. And not competing with us.
1: That's also what I'm thankful oh, for.
0: That one's tough, too, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. It's really hard. And almost always it comes from, and I think this is the case in Monica's mom, her mother was like that, and she thinks she's really different but um she's not actually in the book I was telling you about the memoir I was reading where the mom like asked the daughter to hide the affair um oh yeah that's how her mom is like a textbook narcissist like truly um you know makes like her love a currency essentially to her kids and always pinning them against each other and whatever but um you know she always says things like well my mother was horrible x y and z and I'm not like that. I love you and I care about you. She never loved me like I love you. But like they're doing the same things just maybe in different ways. But it's such right. a cycle, you know, like you only know what you know. And it takes serious work and therapy and like awareness, I mean, just really hard work and awareness to break that cycle. It's very possible. Um, yeah. But you can't just like say you're not going to be like them and then not be like them, you're probably going to be like them in a different, you know, it's going to manifest in a different way.
0: Do you know what's interesting is um, my mom always told us that like growing up, her mom was like, didn't really care. There was six kids and they just kind of did whatever they wanted. And my, and my grandma like never checked in. And in my mom's view, that was like, well, my mom didn't love me because Mm -hmm. you know, she didn't care, never, checked up on us, never made sure we were all right, like just let us do whatever, didn't love us, didn't want to be bothered. And so she went like pendulum the swing, fully opposite mm-hmm. and was like, so, I mean, you know, you were there so I was there. overbearing. <laughs> and, but in her mind, she would even, she'd say it out loud. She'd be like, well, it's because I love you. Like I'm involved. I am overbearing. I am, you know, smothering and, and like way too strict and whatever. But it was all because in her mind she didn't have that. And that was because she thought her mother didn't love her. And so she was like, well, my way of showing love is like being here all the time, way too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, even when you're like, I'm not going to be like them, then it's like, okay like a little too much a little too much the other
1: right. direction well she just was never taught healthy boundaries around it so she's like i'm not going to be like her i'm going to be present yes, and I'm loving she's just going to do and the caring. opposite and she was all of those yeah. things all the time she was always there but
0: and like then to a fault you know which is like right. there's a lot of things that like don't get me wrong there's a lot of things that i love like you know my mom was always there to drive us to before school oh my gosh, band she practice she chauffeured us around everywhere you know Drop I mean, us off at the movies or pick me up from cheerleading. Like I always had the opportunity to like, you know, I, I could always do the social stuff because I had a mom who would give me a lift and, you know, Honestly, sure I,
1: I got to do a lot of those kind of things because your mom was willing to take me and my mom worked full time yeah. and just wasn't, not that she wouldn't have, but she just wasn't able
0: to. Wasn't able um, to. And there, my mom was like that for a few other, like there was friends in my neighborhood um, in mm-hmm. elementary school that she would, you know, she would pick them up too and be like, oh, there's this thing or like you know there's a um like a field trip and you have to be at school really early like I'll take them you know knowing that like my friends who had full-time working parents or a single mom who had to work mm-hmm. like it was really really nice and it was a way that she showed love mm-hmm. but then it was also like quite smothering and quite heavy-handed in other ways and it didn't feel like love because it was too right. much so it's kind of just like there's I don't know parenting just seems really hard <laughs> yeah I'm this. gonna that's gonna be a no from me dog <laughs> So whoever you are out there, you're doing great. You are. Whatever you're doing or not doing, just you know, just maybe just talk to your kids. I know. I think there was another thing is like we got to an age where like it just started, it felt like my mom didn't trust me. Mm-hmm. And like everyone else's parents, yours included would tell me like what a great kid I was and what a great example and how lucky my parents were to have such a good kid. And I was like, I remember I used to be like, tell my mom that. Cause you know, she just didn't trust anything. She was just very worried. I think about us, um, yeah. falling astray or whatever, but there, there was an age, and I look. I know that not everybody has that relationship or ability, um, mm-hmm. has that you know communication style or whatever. But on some, I do. It would have been cool if she would have talked to me about it, because I think I could have put her at ease a bit more and been a little bit more present in my own upbringing. But mm-hmm. neither here nor there. So you guys are doing great. Just you know, <laughs> yes, big thumbs up to you guys. Renee and I are just, you know neighborhood cats and coast yeah we'll stick to cats they're easier to raise it's true it's less apparent Um, when you
1: screw them up (laughs) emotionally
0: (laughs) yeah exactly um you know what i was thinking now as Hmm. going back to monica and her mom i was actually wondering because her mom is like constantly nitpicking every little thing that she does Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if that's why monica is such a perfectionist is because she oh, grew totally. up in a house where it was like, if you dropped a crumb, you you know, there'd be some passive aggressive comment. If you weighed one extra pound, if something wasn't sparkling clean, like I, I maybe that was obvious to everybody else. But I just never really thought about it until now. Yeah,
1: I think that that makes a lot of sense.
0: Uh, how stressful.
1: Yeah, very.
0: No, mm-hmm. thanks. Um. No, thank you. But I do love... Phoebe's little speech when she comes in so Monica gets like offended because her mom pulls out the lasagnas and is like kind of like you said like laughing at her at her expense and showing that like she you know had a feeling Monica would screw it up and so Phoebe goes upstairs to make Monica feel better and I love when she's like so let's just like you know come back down there do what you came to do Mm -hmm. and like we'll just change the, the meaning of the phrase like pulling a Monica will be like you know a good thing Yes. I think that is such good
1: advice. Um, not just the changing the meaning part, but like prove her wrong. Like come here and do the job that you totally. were paid to do. Like who cares if she has lasagnas? This is no longer about if she's right. We know she's not right. So just you yeah. be the shining star that you are. And I was thinking her that too. And I I was assumptions, like, don't let her put that yeah. on you basically, you know?
0: Yeah, I was thinking and I was like, you know, logistics wise, it probably she probably doesn't have a bunch of leftover ingredients she can make something with. But I was like, pull a box of noodles, you know, back, a box of macaroni like out of mm-hmm. her cabinet and zhuzh it. Like, you're chef. You're good. You can do something. Um, yes. And it's not like it's a client. I mean, it is a client, but it's your mom. Like, raid the cabinet and pay her back later, you know, if you need to or whatever. Um, so So she does, which is great. So Phoebe, you know motivates Monica. she goes down and she makes a casserole instead. and you know they she, Phoebe's like, everybody loves it. They're not touching the lasagna. they're just eating this casserole. And um, so it's great. And so then her mom comes in and you know Monica's like, well, if I was right, then that would make you. And her mom goes <laughs> a bitch. And so she's like, I was just gonna say wrong, but okay. but then I was like, so Judy knows, full well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This whole time that she's not, she doesn't just think she's being loving. She knows that she's being passive aggressive and bitchy. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. Judy. Lock it up, Judy. Look alive, Judy. (sighs) I'm curious to hear it. And maybe this is like super touchy subject and nobody wants to talk about this. But if you're listening and like have more insights on this, I would love to hear it. Because like we all have problems with our parents and stuff my mom was not like this I've seen it on shows and you know we have friends whose parents were maybe like moms were like competitive with them or overbearing in other ways um but I can't think of specific examples or if you are one of our friends at this I don't know I would just like to hear more about your thoughts about why this is like this or where it's coming from or how you dealt with it yeah right to us just curious so just let us know if you feel like it. And if you're like definitely don't want to open that closet, don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. It's fine. We can move on. We can make <laughs> up our own stories. Um but yeah, I love that she she could have easily, you know, slunk away and yeah. pouted.
0: And been the victim. Yeah.
1: Felt sorry for she herself. Every or right. She could be like, none of this is true. This could literally have happened to anybody wearing fake nails. But
0: you don't bet on your daughter screwing up.
1: That's just so screwed up. I don't know.
0: Because the thing is, like, Judy could have even been like, oh, honey, don't worry about it. Hey, I actually have some lasagnas in my freezer left over from. Yes. Like, she didn't have to say, I, I had a feeling you were going to screw this up. And so I came prepared. She totally yeah. could have, you know, like, I get it if you are like, she I want to bet on my simple, kid. But she could i because she's Judy. I'm, Yeah. But look, I get if you were like, I want to bet on my kid, but sometimes they let me down. So I need to have a backup plan so that it doesn't fall on me. I get that. That's real life. But that's when you kind of go like, I'm going to have these lasagnas or whatever. And if something happens, I'll pull them out and I'll just be like, hey, I had these. Can you do something with this? Make these nicer Mm -hmm. than just a freezer lasagna? Mm -hmm. Do that. Encourage your children.
1: Judy. That's so hard, Judy.
0: That's so hard. (laughs) Um, I think you're right though. Cause like I, I heard it said somewhere that you can't be the victim, the victim and the victor. Is that oh. what it was? Hmm. Or like you can't be a victim. That's not true. Cause there's like the underdog, but it's like, if you're going to play the role of the victim, you can't also, I'm going to have to look up what the quote is. I'll post it, but it's something basically that's like, it, like Monica wasn't wrong. She was like the victim and her mom was totally in the wrong. So like Mm -hmm. she had every right to play, to to, like go upstairs and feel bad and be hurt and not actually cook anything that day. She that's, that's right. That's, that's fair. She had that right, but it's so good that she was like, no, I don't accept this. And actually I'm going to come here to do what I was, you know, asked to do. And yeah, that's totally the better way to do it. Agreed. She did it. So she did it. Good for you. Good for um, you, Monica. You go, Glen Coco. <laughs> and so um, the other one that I love um, in this episode, well, my other fave one-liner, is when Rachel comes over to the guy's house and she's like, do you guys have any juice? And Joey <laughs> goes, just pickle. <laughs> just pickle. Thanks. He's the cutest.
1: I know. So simple. So sweet. But that doesn't last for long because Chandler's a big fat (laughs) dum-dum. I mean, honestly, just zero brains in his head (sighs) or just the most desperate boy there ever was.
0: He seems to be coming off less creepy since shaving his Satan goatee. Yes. But still making bad decisions and objectifying. Yeah. So he's like, oh, funny story. I ran into Joanna. She asked me if I wanted to go out. And Rachel's like, you said no, right? And he's like, of course. And then Joanna comes out of the bathroom in a towel. And he's like, I mean, I said no at first. Um, and so I would do exactly what Rachel did and flip out and be yeah. like, I almost got fired last time. Which is not Ugh. cool, but clearly Joanna is not cool um, and d- not into HR practice. And so mm-hmm. she's like, I almost got fired last time. You need to end this. Make sure she knows that you're ending it, and like, do it today. You know, it, it's that's not cool. Like, not cool. It sucks. Well, also,
1: he didn't like her last time. Nothing is going oh, that's to magically right. change about her. So, like, why? That's right. Are you?
0: The- you know, a good guy? <laughs> here. Well, that's that's right. That's what Rachel brings up. She's like, I thought you said that she's boring, and you guys didn't like click. Whatever. And he's like, oh, we took our relationship to the next level. And so it's like, okay, so you got sex out of it. That's why you were interested this time. So I guess Chandler is still just as gross. Okay.
1: Just super (laughs) creepy with better facial hair.
0: Yeah. End of podcast. And and (laughs) that's pretty much it. And so, um, yeah, so he's like, okay, yes, I'll end it. And so you see them in Joanna's office kissing, and Chandler doesn't have any pants on. And, um, he's like, he, he's like, he just doesn't feel like we're breaking up. And she's like, I'm sad. And they're like making out and it's all just a lot. And, um, and then, you know, she's like, gets a phone call and is like, okay, I've got to go. But she thinks it'd be fun. She's like, oh, friend gave me this gag gift, which I'm like, mm, I feel like this is your, this is your move.
1: But at her office though, I don't think it's her move. Yeah. Oh, you don't think so? No, I feel like this is the day of Spencer's gifts and like stuff like that was more common. I think like giving people gag gifts. Right, okay. And maybe she got, you know, the last draw at the White Company White Elephant party.
0: True, true or it was Yeah, okay, that sounds fair. And so <laughs> <laughs> Um so she has these handcuffs and she handcuffs him to the chair. And, you know, he's kind of like, what? And she's like, well, you know, just knowing that you're here waiting for me is such a turn on. I'll be back shortly, whatever. So she leaves, locks the door. Rachel and Sophie show back up from lunch. And they're like, she locked the door. Do you know why? I bet it's because the Christmas bonus list is in there. And so Rachel's like, before Mark left, he gave me a spare key um, to the office. She doesn't know about it. Should we go look? And they're like, yeah, yeah, which is fun okay sure and so they unlock the door and see Chandler sitting there pantsless handcuffed to the chair what would you do yeah I don't know I mean when he's like if you're not back soon there's pretty much nothing I can do about
1: it yeah like what would you do as Chandler what would you do as Rachel to not only find a man handcuffed in your boss's office but your friend Oi.
0: I would be and and the one that you just asked him to break up with her because your job is in jeopardy. And clearly he has gone the other direction. Again. This is the second time he's done this. I think I'd slap him on the face because he couldn't move. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Joanna calls and says, like, sorry, I'm gonna be out for hours. I'm in my (laughs) boss's car. So Chandler calls Rachel in. Which is also funny because he's like acting like nothing's wrong. And he like uses the intercom. But uh, say, Rachel, could you come in here a moment? (laughs) Um, But she goes in and um, he's like, "You, you need to uncuff me. And they're having this conversation. And she's like, fine. But if I do this, you have to break up with her and never come back here again. And buy me a new Walkman, which for those of you who don't know, it's Back when, like before CD players, it was like a tape player that you clipped to your belt buckle and walked around with. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so he's like, "Sure, sure." So then she un- she handcuffs un- um, him, but then realizes, like, "Well, wait a minute. If if you're gone, she's gonna know that we let you go, and yep. I'm gonna lose my job." So Rachel's back in a predicament. Yep. What would you do? What would you have? What would you have done? I asked you first. <laughs> but you're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. You won me over. Um, I don't know. I think what I would have done is unlock him and then be like, you call her and tell her you broke the cuffs, you know, and, like, leave me out of this because – Yeah, that's what I would have done. I would have made him do that because it's, I mean, they're like not real cuffs. You know, they're not like police grade. One can only assume.
0: We're, yeah, we're assuming they're not. We're assuming they're not. Um, But yeah, I would
1: unlock them because how would she know
0: if he could break them or not? You know, she's how, how could Joanna know? Yeah. Unless she's actually into that and she's used them a bunch before and is just saying because they're only on their like second date.
1: But still, Which like, is... if somebody called you and was like, yeah, I broke out of the cuffs you left me in, we're breaking up forever, and then just never calls her again, doesn't mention anything about Rachel or a key or letting them in. Yeah. Like, what is she going to be like, no, somebody found a key to my office and opened the door and, you know, I mean, like, yeah, it's we're in a situation where nothing is actually less believable than Normal. finding a yeah. man locked you know what i mean like so if, at that point i feel like anything <laughs> kind of goes unless he's yeah. like oh I tr- i'm actually alex Mack, and i melted down and i shimmied under the door <laughs> now i'm home <laughs> into a that
0: of, that i of feel gc 161
1: yeah gc 161 i feel like that would not fly but i feel like anything else like he could just say he got out of them
0: <laughs> yeah so so i agree so I that's was what thinking. i would do he was in a, i would still make him buy a role yeah, for sure. I don't know if it was for a rolly sure. chair, but either way, like, he could easily pick the chair up, yes. walk over to the back of the door, mm-hmm. get the keys off of the thing, even if you, like, hit them with your head so they fell off the hook and fell on the ground. Like, you could easily have, like, right? He was handcuffed to the chair and not to, like, the desk itself. I think so. And or he could, he could have used move. his
1: face to dial out because he did that. I mean possibilities really are endless called maintenance. Yeah,
0: I think I think I would have been like, okay, you tell her that you like yeah, you wiggled, tell her whatever you, you know, need to tell her and keep me out of it. That you somehow got the keys off the back of the door, unlocked mm-hmm. yourself and we were in a meeting or like, you know, Sophie and I were talking to somebody in the hall and you snuck out. Like we're, we're going to say, like, what? We never saw you. And yeah. they could have even relocked her door because they have the key. So right. well, that's what I would have done. I would have been like, yeah, you tell her that you broke yourself out and that's not cool and you're never going to see her has been
1: dead for 10 years. <laughs> that usually works. That's a raccoon. We're going to call that plan <laughs> B. A raccoon and came unlocked, in and unlocked, and unlocked, the, unlocked the, the hinges. <laughs>
0: So one of those two would have been, yeah, that's no. what I would have done. Or a and secret option like,
1: B, Chandler's been dead for ten years. <laughs> Chandler's been dead for ten
0: years, I, and yeah. I would have been like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I never saw him. What? Yeah. Who? No, my right. friend Chandler? Oh yeah, my gosh, totally. you locked him up in your office? Good would for have got you, an Emmy girl. for the acting. Get it, girlfriend. So but Rachel and Chandler are not having this mature thought. And so she's like, crap, I have to get you back in this chair. And he's like, heck no, I want my freedom. And so she just like locks him to the file cabinet. And they're sitting there having the conversation. And she's like, Chandler, please let me lock you back to this chair. It's not cool that he's being so mean because like he is the one who's dating her boss, knowing full well that her entire career like is in the balance and so he Mm -hmm. should be willing to help but what ifs? and so she's like offering all these things like i'll wash your bathroom i'll um do all your laundry i'll do your grocery shopping like all this stuff and he's like no 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 and then at one point he's like would you just and moves his hand in the file cabinet smacks him in the back of the head Mm -hmm. did you know that wasn't scripted oh really yeah, so I, thought, I was like, yeah, it's so funny. It was not, um, it was off script that, he, that the file cabinet smacked him. And that's why, and they kept it because they thought it was so funny. And that's why like Jennifer Anderson like covers her face. Because she's like about, you know, <laughs> trying not to smile. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was, I was like, that's so great. Because it's such an iconic, I think they even put it in the um, intro. Yeah, they
1: do. That's great. Oh, so and funny. I love that he yeah. didn't
0: break. Yeah, that he just kept, yeah, well done, Matthew Perry. Um, nice work, so Matthew Perry. And so Rachel has a brilliant idea for how she can get what she wants out of the situation. So she's like, I've got it. When people ask me what I saw, I can be very generous <laughs> or very stingy, stingy. Um, <laughs> and basically says she's going to tell everybody that he had a big penis. So um, yeah. he goes for it. So that's how they decided to settle this situation. <laughs> I guess she locked him back up and he sat there for hours. And um, yeah, and she, she spread the news that she saw it and she was very generous. Um, and of course, like back at the coffee house later, the guys were like, what? No, he doesn't. And that's kind of it. Um, but then the next day, Rachel gets to the office and Joanna's like Rachel is that you come in here and she's in like a silky nighty slip yeah I think it's handcuffed just a slip under her to clothes. her chair yeah and um she's like tell your friend you know she's like can you come unlock me I've had a little office mishap and she's like tell your friend Chandler we're definitely over is this like salaried employees are doing like is this is it you're on you're on payroll and like this is what you're doing I am a chump if like what am I doing Wait, not do that I I because I'm so I'm a consultant a management consultant mm-hmm. and I have been my entire so I have to like I have to um timesheet and, like, I get a salary, but I have to, like, account for my time being billable to projects. So I can't just go have, like, you know, sexy office rendezvous and be like, mm. oh, that's two hours billed to this project. I mean, I guess I could, but I never would because that's so unethical. So people that are just, like, don't have to bill their time, I guess you can just do whatever you want. What are you billing this call to? Uh, I'm not going to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just kidding
0: this is my time <laughs> this is my time um yeah I, I mean have office I, mishaps.
1: Yeah, I don't have to account for my time I could definitely be having I mean if I had my own office I have a an office I share with 13 other people so if I was having sexy mishaps <laughs> it would be in front of 12 others um or in the one bathroom we all share so they'd be like Renee why are you still in there two hours later um but I guess if you had you know the corner office you could pull this kind of stuff off.
0: Oh, I just feel like that saying you should. Anyway, must be nice. Um is there anything I mean did have you had any sexy office mishaps that you want to talk about?
1: I've had no sexy office <laughs> mishaps. <laughs> Zero.
0: Zero. Uh, me neither, but maybe once I get a corner office it'll be my time to shine. Maybe. I
1: did walk a in once on oh. my – when I lived in Florida and worked at a PR firm, I walked in on my boss's teenage daughter making out with her boyfriend on the couch. She thought everyone had gone home for the night, but I had just, like, went and dropped something off somewhere, and I came back. <laughs> they were making out on the couch, and they both tried so hard to recover, and I was like, guys, you can't fool me. Been there, done that, just not in an office. You were like, nice. Um, yeah." Funny. But they, yeah. They were – so embarrassed. It was so funny. That's really cute. It was really cute. Um, <laughs> And then I used to, like, say, like, undercover things to her. Basically, like, not spilling the beans, but, like, almost like, like I was going to. how
0: are we going to make out this one? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nice.
1: Like, oh, where was your boyfriend? He hasn't been by in a while, has he? Normally, he's, like, so happy to hang out on the couch and... You know, talk to us. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's the closest thing I've had to a sexy office mishap is walking in on teenagers making out.
0: So, Um, those of you out there.
1: Maxim magazine for all these stories.
0: (laughs) Those of you out there listening, if you don't want to tell us about your troubled relationship with your mom, um, or even if you do, but after all that, you still have some right and left in you, tell us about your sexy office mishaps if you have any funny ones. (laughs) We yes, will share I anonymously. Would love to hear that. We want to yes, hear it. Okay. So get in touch. Let us know. I'll put a little thing up on our Instagram. Um, and or you can always write to us best at gmail.com or um get on our Insta or Facebook Best Friends Club Podcast. We're yes. there. We'd love to hear it. Um, to hear look, I don't have anything else to say. About this episode, do you?
1: Uh-uh.
0: Okay. I'm just gonna go get myself a nice big glass of pickle juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were gonna uh-uh. say I have a nice, sexy
1: office rendezvous.
0: Mm. Nah, probably mm. gonna get back. Probably, probably gonna go home. Maybe, lunch. Later. Um, maybe later. Maybe later. <laughs> Can't bill it to anything. So, all right, you guys. Um, hey, look, thanks for joining us um, this week. And we will see you next week for season four, episode four. See you then. Bye. Bye!